Hello, everyone. Welcome to Just Call Lisa with psychiatric nurse practitioner Lisa Sharp. I'm Lisa's co-host, Galen David, and today we'll be talking about identifying and treating depression and anxiety. This pandemic has been extremely challenging for everybody, it's been and emotionally. And it's especially tough for those on the front line. From doctors to nurses, to flight attendants, to store clerks, to city officials, dealing with all the stress that comes with treating COVID-19 and preventing the spread of the disease really takes its toll. And so Lisa is just here from her last appointment. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Galen. How you doing? I'm good. I mean, so it's really true. It's it's really um, what's going on right now is definitely taking its toll on people, right? Yes, it's taking its toll on everyday people, people who are home and stuck home because of the pandemic women who are taking care of their children and working from home, you know, uh, men and women who've lost their jobs and there's no way they can get back because there's nothing available for them, for uh, people, elderly people, and I don't mean elderly, old in the nursing homes, which is a problem too, but I'm talking about people between their 60s and 70s who are vibrant are stuck at home because they're afraid to be exposed to the virus because it could be deadly. So there's so many things that are going on. And also, I forgot to mention, but children, teens, uh, college age students, they're stuck in the middle of this whole pandemic because they can be super spreaders. And that's what's on the news lately, how uh, kids have gone back to school and into college campuses. And now there are there are super spreaders and, and clusters of uh, people in the dorms and they're having to, to isolate and big, you know, there was like 200 kids on one college campus who tested positive. So we're in the middle of all this craziness. And when you're having to stay in your room and not go out or stay home and not go out, you have no one to talk to. This is just the perfect situation for people to feel anxious and depressed. So the isolation is definitely adding to the problem. It's exacerbating the the situation for people. And then you know, people that are having these drastic changes, their their careers are being, you know, uprooted, they're ending. Some people are having to retire prematurely from a career that they love and then say, what do I do now? So you've got people disoriented, isolated, yes. so many things. And actually, you know, when you're when you're home alone or when you're you're stuck at home and you've had all these major changes in your life, you're really stuck in your own head. You're not talking to other people who are sharing the same circumstance. And when you're home without anyone to talk to, you start ruminating about what happened. And when you ruminate and go over the same story over and over again, you come up with different thoughts and different situations. And it doesn't help you to pull yourself up and out and look at the things that are still going on in your life that are good or look at the you know benefits that you have gained over the years and what type of person you are you start focusing in on the negatives then uh, some people are not sleeping well they can't eat they feel anxious all the time so there's many symptoms that start to happen um yeah. Very interesting, though, um, when you said the ruminating part. So is that one of the ways that you can tell that you may be suffering from depression is that you you go through the process of trying to of your problems, thinking about these issues 
over and over and over again. And then you think you've got it worked out. You think you have a solution. And then it starts all over again. Well, so people I are would just, say that that's more of a sign of, um, of anxiety and, uh, and that people, when they have no one that they can speak with, they just start to feel really um, overwhelmed. And with the feeling of being overwhelmed, it's like, oh my God, you know, what to do now? And then they start going over the situation. Could I have changed it? Could I have said something different? Or maybe I did something that my boss noticed and it really has nothing to do with what they did, what they said. It has to do with circumstances and the fact that this is the worst pandemic since I think it was the 1917 Spanish flu. And when you've got that circumstance, there's absolutely nothing that you can do to make it any better. So the more you think that you worry, what could I have done differently? There's really nothing you could do differently. It's out of our control. And okay, so how does someone identify or determine when they're feel when they're actually experiencing depression, depression, as opposed to just being in a in a low mood things uh, happen in your life you can't like i said depression is a combination of feelings it's not just a sad mood depression is problems with your sleep losing interest um in things you still love to do if you were somebody who was an avid reader now you could care less about reading uh feelings of of guilt like I said I was talking about like what did I do wrong could I have done something better and you start to feel guilty that you're no longer working uh energy you feel a lack of energy you start to feel fatigued and you start to lose concentration something if you were someone who could really focus in all of a sudden you can't focus in um and uh appetite some people either eat too much or too little and other yeah. people feel like they just can't get going. And if they're walking around, they either feel like they're agitated, moving too fast, and they can't settle down, and they feel like jumping out of their skin, or they feel like they're so slowed down that they can hardly get anywhere. They're like trying to move around in their house, but they feel like they're stuck in the same place all day long. So um, these are some of the symptoms. Other symptoms, people who are really happy-go-lucky and always focus on the positives are thinking like, what's life all about? Why, why is this happening to me? And they start feeling so down and so negative that once in a, you know, it could be something like their thoughts are going into like, why am I alive? Why am I living this life? It's really awful. And you know, those are real serious signs of depression because um, we want people not to go there because that's the kind of depression that medication and therapy can really help. It's um, something you need to be talking to some prof a professional or seeing a medical person because the medications can snap you right out of that. You don't need to be on your own with those kind of thoughts. So a lot of those thoughts are like it's it's a it's like a mirage. It's not really what the it's the world appears yes yeah, but it's when you're not stuck a, into it's depression. not a mirage it's a chemical reaction because what happens in your brain is that something has triggered you and the neurotransmitters in your brain are all wacky and secreting different chemicals because you've gone through a trauma or stress like you said people have uh, had to be forced to retire or something's happened where they've lost their job and their income and they don't know how they're going to pay their bills that is such an added stressor 
that the brain chemistry starts to change and when things are not balanced in their brain all of a sudden they feel like uh, they'll have feelings they've never had before they'll start to think things they've never thought before and that ha that's coming about because the stress has changed the chemistry in the brain and so what happens in psychopharmacology you know we're able to see what's going on we talk to people about their symptoms and many times just by starting a medication we're able to balance the chemistry and they're able to get back to a more normal thought process and, and their feelings start to balance out so it has and then it's just yeah and then things just start improving and it just starts building on it you know, everything starts building on each right. other right and if it you have other if someone to talk to whether it's a therapist a psychiatrist a nurse practitioner a social worker just somebody that you can talk to who can give you a little direction on and also some help i mean i have offered groups in the past for stress management and relaxation techniques and different ways of focusing that really have helped people just um, restructure their thinking and um, instead of thinking all the worst things are happening but in, like focusing in on good things that are happening in their lives um, being grateful for the family they have being grateful that they're alive and yes thank goodness they don't have COVID and that they are able to um, you know be able to be free of all these symptoms and that you know their, their family isn't affected so when you're able to help people refocus their thoughts and to think things in a different way, it helps. And also meditation and relaxation exercises that can help a lot too. So those are, when people talk about tools. That's right. Those are some of, those are the those tools. Those are some of the tools. Okay, those are some of the tools. Okay, so what about this? You know, a lot of people, there's still a stigma when it comes to, um, you know, things like depression and some people, some people feel ashamed to say, you know what, I'm I, I'm suffering from depression. They don't want to give in. It's not really giving in when you reach out for help. No, it? not at all. I think that things are a lot better than they used to be in the, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, yeah, and so forth, because there's so much knowledge out there that uh, even physicians and people in, in um, internal medicine, people in the science uh, industry we all know that depression is a medical illness and there are medical treatments so when you know that this is a real illness you can't tell somebody to just pick themselves up by the bootstraps and snap out of it because it's it's a real thing you have chemical changes in your uh you know in your neurology in your brain there's nothing that you can say that oh you know if you were just a bit stronger it has nothing to do with strength it has to do with your physiology so everybody knowing this it's not something that you feel that you need to um be ashamed of because once you realize it's medical and there are there are ways to control it's like being diabetic would you be ashamed that your blood sugar is high no because your pancreas isn't functioning yeah. the way it should it's not because you are not eating properly yes you can make it worse and make your blood sugar higher by eating chocolate cake when you're not supposed to eat sugar of course but basically the disease comes from a genetic predisposition and you know they they there's really a true belief that um depression 
anxiety, bipolar, and a lot of um, these illnesses, mental health illnesses, come from a, a genetic predisposition. So, and if you come from a family where there were people who didn't cope so well, and you came up under a lot of stress, then your, your level of um, being able to deal with stress is a lot less than somebody who came up in a family that was able to talk and discuss problems. So when people start to think things like, you know what, I'm feeling depressed, but I'm just gonna work my way through this. Um, what do you say to those wow, people? There's nothing wrong with wanting to have some resolve and some inner strength. There's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes they, people like that may become frustrated because it's it ends up being more difficult than they may realize. And that's when they it may be helpful to join a group and, and find other people in your same circumstances because it's not just a matter of resolve, it's a matter of getting support and knowing that it's not coming from just you, it's, it's, it's something that other people feel also. And um, if you can't talk to a friend or a spouse about what's going on, then it's, it's really important to reach out and find someone to talk to. Some people are very spiritual, which is wonderful. It's a great resource. And they can they can talk to somebody in their church or or somebody that they've met through going to a you know through a spiritual resource. And I'm all for that. It's very, very important. But if for some reason they don't feel comfortable, then figure out a way to reach out just to anybody there's so many good resources out there and um, it's being advertised all the time you don't have to be alone and that's really why you and I are doing this right Galen we're trying to, to put this out there we've tried for a little bit of time to say that we want to help as many people as we can know that they're not alone and so we started to focus on in on trying to provide a support group for anyone who is, is suffering from depression anxiety or just from not being able to cope with the major changes in their lives and and we also wanted to offer a first responder support group because as first responders a lot of us feel like we have to be there on the front line and even if they're not protecting us with the with the right and proper gear we still need to be there well the most important thing we need to do is take care of ourselves so that we can be there for ourselves our family people important to us and also if we choose to be there for our jobs that's a choice we, we need to make as long as we're protected health-wise yeah it's like you really have to be when you're going through this and you're 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 feeling all these emotions it's like you really have to be compassionate to yourself right. don't you you have to like be gentle absolutely with yourself and realize absolutely because yeah. when, you, when you think about it if you're not there for yourself no one else can be there for you and when we're always looking yeah. for someone else to fix us there's nobody out there to fix us but ourselves and that's just a difficult lesson to learn it's a lesson that we hopefully will learn as we grow up from uh, childhood to adulthood but most most of the time most adults learn that as they're growing going through adulthood and through different relationships and different work settings 
And when they do realize the way to take care of their health and, and their well-being is by taking care of themselves first, it's kind of like being on the plane. And, and you can relate to this. You always tell the passengers, you know, you've got to reach for your oxygen for yourself and then give it to your child. Because if you can't get a breath in, you won't be able to help your child. Isn't that true, Galen? Yeah, it's true. It's true. And um, so when part of being compassionate to yourself is realizing when it's time to reach out sometimes for help and so what are some of the ways that people can reach out well you talked about groups and i know you have i have groups, groups. we have um, a website um available for you to read about the things that we advocate for and that we want to be available for you know i offer individual um counseling sessions and i have um you know psychotherapy as well as medication management i can help evaluate if you feel you know you to see if you you um need medication and uh, again like i said with the with the group therapy and a feeling of not being alone and others are going through the same thing. It just gives a sense of, of feeling connected and the connection really helps. It, it's amazing. Yeah. So, um, we're, you know, we're putting this out there so people can reach out to us. It's uh, Um, and I also have a blog that's associated with my website where I've written on many of these topics and talked about some of these things are very that have been so painful to many people and ways to help yourself. Yeah. Well, okay. There's so much great information there that we've talked about and we'll talk more, Lisa. Yes. <laughs> so much to cover. But everybody, you know, if you want to visit Lisa's website, go to lisasharf.com. L-I-S-A-S-H-A-R-F.com. And I um, look forward to hearing from people who need my help. And those who don't, just say hi. We're looking forward to talking with you. Thanks again. Thank you. And until next time, take care of yourself and remember to just call Lisa. Thank you.